Hello, welcome to Okawa Book Club. So we're your hosts, I'm Dylan. I'm John. And we're going to be discussing the teachings of Riho Okawa. Riho Okawa is a world teacher, master, and CEO of Happy Science Group. Alright, so today we have a new holy book, Rojin, Buddha's Mystical Power, Its Ultimate Attainment in Today's World, by Riho Okawa. And this book is very fascinating. But before we get into it, I'd like to turn it over to my partner, John, to read from the afterword of this book. From the afterword. This book has been compiled to give an overall picture of spiritual or psychic abilities and to serve as a guide for those who are walking the path to enlightenment. Chapter 1, A Spiritual View of Life, and Chapter 2, Theories of Spiritual Phenomena, are introductory, written in a way that beginners can understand. Chapter 3, Different Kinds of Spiritual Ability, and Chapter 4, Rojin, The Mystical Power, constitute the main sections of the book, and I believe they contain advanced subject material for seekers of truth. Chapter 5, Buddhist Truth and Its Study, and Chapter 6, Serenity Within and Prayer, suggest the practical applications of Rojin, The Mystical Power, which I believe are easily understood by the general public. It is my great pleasure to be able to publish a book about one of the essences of Shakyamuni's Buddhism, making it available to the public in today's world by Ryo Okawa. Thank you so much. And then before we get into the book, I'd also like to read the preface to the new and revised edition. It says, over three decades ago, at the age of 31, an author wrote the original edition of this book after completing the basic trilogy of The Laws of the Sun, The Golden Laws, and The Laws of Eternity. In fact, this book was so much ahead of its time that it was kept out of print for a time. However, nowadays a book that refers to various aspects of advanced psychic abilities would be extremely valuable, so I thought it should be reprinted in a new and revised edition. Another reason was that there have also been those who have disrespected sacred spiritual messages. According to the traditional interpretation, Rojin, the mystical power, is one of the six divine powers. It has been considered the power to overcome and vanquish worldly delusions. The word ro refers to worldly delusions and desires. Jin means to vanquish them. There are also the terms uro, being bound by worldly delusions, and mudo, being free from worldly delusions in Buddhism. It is said that when Shakyamuni attained enlightenment under the Bodhi tree, he also gained three insights, one of which was Rojin. At that time, Shakyamuni Buddha decided to end the austerity of fasting and enter the middle way. He then accepted an offering of milk porridge from the village girl, Sujata. From this, it can be understood that the mystical power of Rojin was not about eliminating worldly desires altogether, but about being able to use exceptional psychic abilities without being swayed by worldly desires. In this way, Rojin is compatible with the perspectives of wisdom and one who understands the world, which is one of the ten titles of Buddha. This is a new theory by the authentic Buddha. I would also like to point out that a prior lecture regarding the original edition has been added as chapter 7, in this new and revised edition, Riho Okawa. This preface and the afterword, they really kind of summarize the book in a very nice way. 
But I think to go into this book, we really have to understand, especially among English speakers, this term rojin. It's a Japanese word, and it was kind of summarized as in two different ways. In one way, the power to vanquish worldly desires, but in the second way, it is not to entirely vanquish worldly desires, but to have spiritual powers, but live in this world while controlling our desires. And so if we can live that kind of ordinary life or a life of dedication to the basics, if we can live an ordinary life or a life of dedication to the basics, in this world, while we have spiritual powers, it really balances out the extreme aspects that come with the spiritual powers. And the author here, Riho Kawa, is the one who has the most advanced spiritual powers in this world. Which is why learning Rojin from Master Riho Kawa is the best way to really understand the topic. He can be called the world's foremost expert on this topic. So. If this concept is still a little hard to understand, there's a few points that we can get into that really clarify what you need to live with Rojin, even if, if just a little bit of Rojin in this world. And that's all really summed up in chapter seven, which is a lecture on Rojin, Buddha's mystical power. So we have this subchapter, which is called Applying Rojin to Earthly Reality. And I think that is really what helps us understand what we do with Rojin. It says, for example, if you have spiritual sight, you can perceive the attributes of various spirits. You will be able to see their auras and sense the spiritual atmosphere surrounding them as well as their spiritual form. When these otherworldly senses are particularly developed, they can cause a considerable disturbance to one's regular physical senses. So, how can one overcome this? It is an important question. And the answer is to build a solid basis of spiritual knowledge. I think that's one crucial summary. You know, we talk about wisdom in happy science, and in Riho Kao's books, it talks about the power of wisdom and knowledge in this world. And he teaches us a lot of knowledge. But that basis allows us to distinguish good from evil, right from wrong, and what is superior to what is inferior from the sense of Buddha's eyes or God's eyes. So that really clarifies the first step we need to overcome spiritual disturbances as a result of perceiving spiritual phenomena. How about you, John? What did you think about this book or this chapter and how can we apply this to our lives? So when I first found out about this book, it was a new concept to me. And, you know, as some of the people who listen to this may know, I, you know, prior to coming to Happy Science, I was a practicing Buddhist for years. And so, and I had never come across this concept, which really, I think, uh, you know, it says, uh, I, I believe in chapter seven, that it is, Rojan is the backbone to enlightenment. Mm. So, I mean, what a fundamental concept that basically, and everything that's been translated for the West uh, from the older books and whatnot has just been missing. It's really something remarkable. And so the concept of it, you know, really helping you to, you know, it says on page 200 uh, that one way to define Rojan is reconciling what is sensed of the spiritual world with what is sensed by the physical body from the part that you were just reading, Dylan. And that concept is not something that I had expected to come into play with this. 
And I think it's so important, though. I mean, because, you know, like in some of the books that Master Okawa's written about, let's say, exorcism or the heavenly dimensions and, you know, the idea of the law of saving wavelengths, you know, we're always kind of in tune with different spirits. And there's always some type of spiritual influence on us. So, and most of us in the world are totally unaware of this <laughs> while it's happening. And some of us might see it and some of us might see it and be afraid of it. And so this power of Rojan, in as much as we can cultivate it, uh, even if it's only a little bit, it, it, it will help us to reconcile that spiritual presence with what we're doing in the physical world, to understand these influences and not only to be able to see it because there are people who are psychic and see things, but to actually have a sense of what's actually doing. What is this influence here for in our lives? Mm -hmm. um, and then at the same time, to be able to live in this world while still being a spiritually devout person, mm -hmm. which is, that's not always easy. I mean, you know, obviously many people who become spiritually devout feel like they have to isolate themselves mm -hmm. and become kind of like a hermit. And that's not Ryo Okawa himself uh, is true spiritual master in every sense of the word. Mm -hmm. And yet he has done so much in the material world. Mm -hmm. You know, he has so much success and accomplishment. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, as you said, there's no better person to be learning this from. Yeah, that's so true. And, you know, as I spoke about in the preface, there is 10 titles traditionally granted to Buddha in Indian history and also throughout the entire Buddhist lineology. And one of them is one who understands the world. So Buddha is not someone who escapes from this world or isolates himself from the world, but he understands the world. He was trained, you know, by his father and he was taught to be a king. He learned, you know, how to govern a kingdom. And Buddha, through all his reincarnations that we've learned through Riho Kawa's books, he always has a worldly ability and success, such as Hermes or other reincarnations. He knows how this world operates. He also knows how the spiritual world operates. And then he links the two so that we know how to walk the path of enlightenment while living in this difficult world. And since he understands the world, he's also teaching us the pitfalls to avoid, such as becoming egotistic or becoming a vain or someone who's unloving. He teaches us to love others. He teaches us the importance of humility and efforts. So with those things, we can avoid falling off the path of enlightenment. Actually, a lot of people stray on the path of enlightenment. And a lot of times it's because of their ego or their lack of love or their just overall sense of spiritual superiority to others that they think they are always in the right. And this kind of concept allows us to avoid those pitfalls and also avoid the pitfalls of worldly desires and attachments. So, you know, we don't get caught up in these dangerous aspects, especially because, you know, if you're looking at it from the devil's perspective, they want to hinder the people who are walking the path. They want to pull them down because those people will save others. So if they can stop them before they save others, that is the devil's happiness. But Rojin acts as a barrier to that. It acts as a shield to the devils because it's preventing the excessive desire from our physical bodies and worldly attachments to drag us off the path. I think that is really important when conveying the importance of this concept.
Yeah, beautifully stated. And I think that it would not be an understatement to say that Ryo Okawa is really the only person who's teaching authentic Buddhism, mm. especially when considering some of the things uh, you said before about, you know, having the worldly skills, the necessity of that, because historically, the Buddha always incarnated with those worldly skills. Mm -hmm. And really, when we think about the way that Buddhism has always been taught in the West, they've never translated anything about that. It's mm -hmm. always only emphasized the, the sort of the things that make you disconnected from the world. Mm -hmm. So you, no one's ever gotten a full picture of things. And I think that really speaks of the love that Ryo Okawa embodies mm -hmm. in the very pure state of enlightenment that he's in. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, I think a very big driving factor in what allows the, these teachings to come through in such a pure way. Yeah, you know, why did Buddha accept the milk porridge? From the perspective of someone who's like a stoic or someone who's just focused on aestheticism and training, he would not have accepted the porridge. But since he did accept it from Sujata, it means that he knew that his path was more important than to torture himself. For the enlightenment is not found in the extremes. It's not found in extreme pleasure or in extreme pain. And there's a lot of you know, religious people who in the East who will like torture themselves to get enlightenment. They'll stand underneath a waterfall for many days or they'll go into the mountains barefoot and cut up their feet. But Buddha taught kind of like a harp or a lyre. You don't want the strings to be too tight or too loose. You want it to be balanced. That is the concept of the middle way. And I think the concept of the middle way somewhere connects to the concept of Rojin. They are related to each other. And that's why we can live a normal and healthy life in this world while having spiritual powers and while walking the path of enlightenment. That kind of combines all these things together. So it's so important. Yeah. And, you know, this book is really powerful. We can expect this book in late September, and you can find it online at Amazon.com or at major bookstores such as Barnes & Noble. You can also learn more at OkawaBooks.com. It was great talking to you again, John. Likewise, Dylan. In these trying times, stay happy, healthy, and positive.